DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Got a pull up right now. If the NBA season is over, what are the long-term ramifications for the fan base? How many fans are permanently gone? And it is split between 10 and 25%, PK. 10% of the fans gone. That's what 31% of the people are voting for. And 32% of the people think they'll lose a quarter of their audience. The more I think about it, uh, having thrown out 10 and 25 is kind of a range. I think it's more 10 because I think a lot of the self-selection has already happened. The people who are out are already out. The people who are in are way in. I don't know that there's that many people in the gray area that are going to be pushed out by this. I don't know. 10, I probably shouldn't dismiss 10%. That's probably still a big chunk of people. But Well, you wrestle with yourself and let me know what you come up with. DJ and PK, it's time to bring in Thurl Bailey, he says, reading the liner and ignoring PK's last shot. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by (laughs) Thurl is on the T-Mobile special guest line, T-Mobile and Sprint. Just move along, people. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Big T, good morning. It is a good morning. You know, some people would say it doesn't feel like a good morning, and I'm just, you know, being happy on the radio because that's what people want. You really think it's a good morning? You're upbeat. Why are you upbeat? For me, it is. Come on, man. You know, you, you you get a chance to get up and start another day and figure out how you're going to get through it, right? Um, it's, it could be worse, uh, and some would say it's pretty bad right now with everything that's going on. But, uh, listen, it is another day. We get a chance to make decisions. We have the freedom to, to choose what we want. So it's a good day for me. Good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that, that uh, we need uplifting messages, and, and you just gave us one, and I appreciate what you're doing. You know, there's like a million ways we can go with this discussion here in these next 15 minutes or so, and i got to preface it that I have no answers to any of these world problems or social problems that we have in our country, uh, so don't look to me for answers. I can just have thoughts and ideas. Uh, put it out there, and, you know, basically from you – off the top of my head, what do you think of the players and their ideas to try to seek social change? And we, I think we all agree that that's a good way. I mean, that's, that's a good thing to do. But the methods that they're trying to accomplish, what is your, your take on that? Well, I think you have to understand, guys, that some of the beauty of this, and I know it's a hard word to really bring clarity on because there's not a lot of beauty on that's going on. But the fact that we live in a place that we have the freedom to decide what we want out of our lives, what we want in this country. Uh, we Sometimes we don't have the freedom based on our choices to decide what those consequences are, right? And that's 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 where we have the responsibility to that's why we have laws. That's why we have, uh, hopefully, have people that we trust that can, that are trained the right way to carry those uh, those laws out. But um, what I think, you know, of course, um, if you're asking me personally what I think, you know, I, I think that that the players and the league. Uh, have the right, and, and I, I, I agree that they have the right to decide what they want to do based on 
their personal stance and their personal feelings. Now, there is something about coming together and deciding um, as a whole what is best and how that message is going to go out. And not everybody's going to agree with it, right? I mean, there are people out there that want to watch basketball and they don't think that this should be part of sports. Uh, and I think they're wrong. I, I think that if there's injustices that are going on and you feel like they're wrong, I think there should be, a, you have the freedom to be able to, to voice that. So, um, you know, there's so many things going on right now. There's, there's racial injustice. There's pandemic we're trying to get through. There's other groups that are, you know, are, are not, are being discriminated upon. That's, that's the country we live in, right? I don't think it's ever going to be cured or stopped in some sense, but it's, I think right now it's about awareness. It's about why are you so quick to disagree before you understand all that's going on. And when you do understand what's going on, what side are you on? Well, you part of the problem or you part of the solution. So, you know, that's not a, uh, you know, that, that's, that's where I, I stand. I mean, I have my own personal feelings, um, but I also have to understand that I work for an organization that, that also has a stance and a position uh, that I, you know, I, I, I fully support. So, um, you know, if the players don't want to play, I, I, I get it. Uh, there are some that want to continue because there, there's a side of this that says, well, we're going to play. We're going to play in honor of, of those people who have been, we're going to dedicate these games. We're going to dedicate our season. Uh, but it, it all just remains a matter of um, what perspective you see it from. Uh, and, and there's always going to be opposing forces on it. Got a thousand things I'd like to ask you, Thurl. I'm having a problem deciding where I want to jump in here. I suppose that we have to ask a little bit about the sports nuts and bolts, although I think there's more things that are more interesting than that. But the bottom line, do you think they're going to play? Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. Personally, I, I think they will. Uh, I think there's enough of a majority from what I'm reading and hearing that want to continue. And I think there's a majority that sees that this is a way to bring more exposure to social issues on a continual basis. Uh, and then there's those that say, you know, there's, there's, there's things that are more important than us playing on a basketball court. Uh, let's use our, voice, our voices in another way. Uh, so, uh, I, I really don't know. Uh, I guess I'll find out shortly because I have a job to do as well. We've heard from many African American people that they've had to tell their children about if they should stop, be stopped by law enforcement. Obviously, you're an African American, and obviously, you have African American children. I don't know if you've ever had that conversation. But if you did, tell us what it was. And if you haven't, if you were to, what would be your explanation to them? Well, first of all, my talk to them is they, they better not put themselves in a situation where or be in a situation where law enforcement needs to, you know, to show up. Um, and let, let's get right down to the point. You know, this incident that happened in, in Wisconsin, I, I don't 
know that police officer, obviously, who, who um, shot who shot that gentleman seven times. Um, he could be the nicest man in the world. But my problem is, I, listen, I, I have a brother who just retired from the police force, spent 25 years here in Salt Lake City protecting and serving, um, doing community-oriented policing, COP. And I think it goes back to that situation where you need to be trained to de-escalate a situation. I mean, there's, there's got to be training that tells you that this man is not, you know, he, he's not responding to your commands. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try to place blame or judgment in a particular place, but I do say if, if, if that situation in my eyes probably could have been uh, de-escalated before all that happened. Now, that's just my point of view. Some may agree or disagree. Uh, so I think a lot of, uh, I think that we, we can go back to um, you know, training of officers. Because, uh, that, listen, that, that, that gentleman could have been black, right? And, and, but he wasn't. So with all that's going on, I think that the training has to, especially now, right? I mean, that man just was thrust into, um, you know, a white cop shooting a black man. And so, um, so we, we already, we already paint him as, as a racist, right? Because we, we don't, we see what we see, but my message to my kids is that there's a lot going on right now. Right. And so if you happen to, there, there, there is, uh, a such thing as racial profiling. And so uh, I hope that my kids wouldn't be in a situation where, um, one, they, they have to be approached, but who knows? And if you are, you follow the law, you comply. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking to my kids about, uh, among other things with all this stuff going on, but it's a, it's a tough conversation, not just for family, but for other people, for people of, of another race, for, you know, my white neighbors who you know, want to talk to me about my perspective and their perspective. So it, there's a lot of, a lot going on. And I don't know, uh, the minute I think that the, we may be making some progress with dialogue, uh, something else happened. So it's a, it's basically a continuing story. And I hope that the awareness that these players are trying to bring that the NBA is trying to bring will have some effect somewhere. So in addition to awareness, it's clear that some players want to do something, but NBA celebrity separates them from society. Some of the issues they want to work on, some that are at the forefront now, some that are equally important and aren't at the forefront now but will be, there's already people working on them. And they, they would love to partner with NBA players to whatever level NBA players, I mean, you travel a lot and you live somewhere else in the offseason, to whatever level they can. But there's this divide, and I think there's a lot of frustration there. 
a lot of frustration there. Do you think that ever gets bridged or NBA players are celebrities and they're citizens of the world and that's never going to get bridged and the average Joe who's working on whatever issue, poverty issues, uh, education issues, uh, voter drives, they're never going to get the support from the players. The players are always going to be a part because of celebrity. Well, I don't know if it's if they're always going to be a part by their choice. I mean, they have platforms, obviously, and, and when you are deemed a celebrity, you, you have a choice how to use that platform. You know, I, I choose to use mine for good, and I hope that, um, you know, that people see that and understand that. Uh, they may not always agree with it, but um, there, here's the thing. Change is coming good or bad it's coming and it's already here really um we i don't know one person that doesn't want positive change even though we may disagree on the approach we may disagree on you know whether it's who's leading that change um it's it's going to get here one way or the other until we all get tired of killing each other and fighting each other um but uh, I, I think it's it's good that these these players and any celebrity has a platform to use to try to 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 uh, to make progress. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody has the answers, guys. I mean, it, it, the answer obviously isn't violence. You know, it's not burning your own cities and and gun violence and uh, and things like that. I mean, that's how others feel like change is going to happen um, if, it's, if it's in a violent way. I don't believe that. I hope the majority of our country doesn't believe that. But um, it's, it's there in front of our faces. And I think every one of us, even if we're not a celebrity, uh, you know, we've got so many avenues now where we can voice our opinion. And social media is full of them, uh, good and bad. So I, I don't know. Uh, I hope you guys weren't looking to me for answers because uh, <laughs> I really don't have any uh, definitive ones. I just have opinions about things like everybody else does. Yeah, that's that's why I preface my thing. I certainly have no answers. And uh, you and your position, uh, people are going to look to you. And so uh, I wonder, how, that's probably taxing on you that uh, people are going to look for you to provide no, I, wisdom. It's not taxing on me. I mean, I, I invite it. I mean, I invite my perspective. I invite other people's perspective. And the problem I have is when people don't, they can disagree with my perspective, but now they feel differently about me because I have a different perspective than they do, right? Um, they, they have a different opinion about players because collectively they, they decide to bring awareness to something by kneeling the national anthem. Well, the, the beauty of it is, is that th those people still love this country, right? And they love the fact that they have the freedom to do that. Um, and a lot of people talk about, well, you know, a lot of people died for that flag. Well, yeah, a lot of my ancestors died and got hung, right, to make this country great. And, and for so many years, uh, you know, weren't recognized. I mean, how many, how many people really celebrate Juneteenth and know, and know what that is? And so all I say 
is that we, if we can educate each other, and I can see where you're coming from, we can always agree to disagree. But I think the thing that we should agree on is that we want a country that that treats everybody equally and fairly. We don't have that. Uh, and I'm not just talking about black Americans, but I'm talking about gays and lesbians. I'm talking about uh, Jewish people. I'm talking about, you know, brown people, uh, poor people. So, you know, that's that's the that's the beauty of living here. I mean, in other countries, you know, people would be be imprisoned and shot and killed for for having, uh, you know, thinking that they have the freedom to to decide what they want. But um, that's the conversation. You know, how can we sit down and decide how we are going to collectively make a change because the issues are right in front of us? Um, there's always going to be hate. It's always going to be people who don't really care. They just believe what they believe, what they grew up with. And they're always going to hate a different perspective and hate you for having that perspective. Big T, Thurl Bailey, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <clears throat> so, Thurl, you have been in, uh, in uh, basketball fans' collective consciousness since uh, Jim Valvano was running around the pit in Albuquerque and you'd won the NCAA title. But doing the pre-half and post, you would occasionally during the downtime, you and Pace got into stories and growing up, and you told some stories about growing up in North Carolina, totally foreign to a guy who grew up on the West Coast. Totally foreign to me, right? And I'm curious when you hear people say things are changing, in your experience, how much have things changed in your lifetime? How much for the better? How much for the worse? What have you seen, just in your own personal experience? Well, I think it's it's kind of ebbed, ebbed and flowed. And uh, you know, we've 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 taken some steps forward at certain times, and then taken ten steps backward. And, you know, you have to kind of divide that up into different areas, obviously. I always believe that even even on a, a smaller scale, I mean, you, you have a, a collective people. Maybe it's a corporation. Maybe it's a family. Um, it starts it starts from leadership, right? It starts from, from leadership of that particular group whether it's the NBA, whether it's our country, um, taking a stand and and having us see what that vision is, right? Uh, and, and, and having us, you talk about Jim Valvano, he was a guy in our world that had a vision of doing great things. And he came to us and he said, guys, I, I, I know what this vision looks like to me, but I, I want you to help me paint it, paint this picture of what it can be, what a, what a championship can be like. Um, and everybody brings their own personalities and, and everybody sits down. If you disagree on one thing, you come, kind of come to what's best for the majority. So I guess in answer to your question, I, 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 I grew up in the 60s and watched my parents um, in that civil rights mix and movement and be demeaned and be spat on and be told to go around the back and get your food. Don't come in here. I mean, those are, those are realities. Those are things I, I have as a part of my legacy and, and, and history. 
that I'm never going to forget. I'm always going to pass on to my, my kids and whoever else is interested in knowing those things, knowing kind of the plight of black America. And I say that because I'm part of black America. And uh, if there's some things I don't understand about your background, your history, then enlighten me. But, uh, you know, I just think that it, it has to start from leadership that believes that none of this can get better unless we all believe that it's wrong, right? We all have to believe that. We can't skate around it. We can't ride the fence on it. Um, we can't just take our values and say we're right. We just have to look at the whole picture. Uh, so there, you know, there's progress that has been made over time in, in different areas, and then you take a few steps back, and then we're at a period right now that's it's almost like the beginning of a storm. It seems my wife and I, my wife Cindy and I, were talking. There's so much going on right now with not with just this racial unrest and and all the social justice and pandemic and fires in California. Uh, it just seems like it's it's uh, it's an interesting time, right? It's it's a it's there's a lot of good things going on. Don't don't get me wrong, it's not doomsday, but I think the overall picture of where we are as as a people in this country, um, we're not at a good place, guys. Big T Thurl Bailey. Join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Big T, thanks for coming in and sharing your perspective. We appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, we're scheduled to see you on TV today. Should we assume that we're not going to see you on TV today? Or will you do half an hour explaining why you're not on TV today? What is the plan? I feel like you're supposed to be promoting that. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got my phone right here. Okay. Uh, I've heard it, I've heard it uh, buzz a couple of times while I've been on the phone. But I don't know yet. Okay. So um, I, I think we're going as planned unless, you know, until we hear something. But uh, I'm hoping that, that we can continue to, to play and see some great basketball and use that as a platform to, to bring awareness to all this. You got, a, uh, you got some camps coming up? Yeah, well, you know, with the pandemic going on, and I know school's back in, kind of, um, that a lot of athletes, a lot of basketball players out there haven't had a chance to really work on their game. So um, I partnered with the Carmelone Training Center here uh, in Lehigh, and I have a free clinic coming up on Labor Day. And if people are interested in getting their kids in at any level, elite, beginner, doesn't matter, um, they can go to Big T Bailey basketball.com to sign up. It's free. It doesn't cost them anything. Uh, you just bring a basketball and some water, and we're going to put you put you to work. Big T, Thurl Bailey. Join us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Thanks, Thurl. Thank you, guys. When we come back, Craig Bowlerjack. His phone was buzzing earlier. I hope to have him earlier in the show. He's, uh, he's rescheduled. He'll join us coming up next. Maybe he can enlighten us on what may or may not be happening this afternoon. We'll talk with Bowler next. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Players held a meeting last night in which the Lakers and Clippers advocated for a boycott of the remainder of the NBA season. Second meeting scheduled to take place in Orlando. It should be underway right now. The NBA Board of Governors has called for an emergency meeting at the same time in the fate of today's games. And remainder of the season could come after both meetings take place. Jazz scheduled to play the Nuggets today in Game 6, but no one expecting any games to take place in Orlando today. That will be rescheduled if it's played at all. Portland Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard has left the NBA bubble and will return to Portland for further examination on his sprained right knee. That is your Back to Basketball update presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Cam Miller is with us from SB Nation. If we're able to see some sort of season, what are your thoughts on the potential at BYU this year? Well, I think outside of Provo, maybe even including inside of Provo, I'm probably the biggest Zach Wilson fan in the country. I know that there's discussion and people may rather see Hall, but I think Zach Wilson, when he's healthy, when he's on his game, and when he's got one of the better left tackles in all of college football blocking for him and Brady Christensen, I think the combination of Zach Wilson healthy with Christensen on his blind side, pass protecting at elite levels, there's very few better atop the leaderboard for returning quarterback and left tackle combinations the big show weekdays from two to seven on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network dj and pk it's 97.5 and 1280 the zone we're joined now by craig Bullerjack. his weekly interview is presented by university of utah health trusted health care provider for the utah jazz family and yours bowler good morning good morning good morning so I assume there have already been many conversations around if there is a broadcast today and what that might look like since there doesn't seem there will be a game. Uh, anything you can enlighten us on now or no? Well, I would be very surprised we play, uh, meaning that that would also be no game, uh, then no broadcast. But again, nothing official has been passed my way, but everything I'm reading, talking with people, uh, it's. Uh, it looks like you know. I would be surprised. I would be very surprised that uh, we see basketball in the bubble again for the second straight day. Yeah, I think that's obvious. Uh, I think that the bigger issue, though, is will we see basketball again this month? PK, I tell you, uh, you know, just uh, I try to, you know, I'm looking for some information from Wojnarowski, and then you read Twitter, and it's. I feel like I'm wading through a swamp. Um, of, of emotion and people who have different ideas of, of what is going on in this world. And, you know, PK, this is an issue that has to be uh, talked about. You have to understand where the black athlete stands in the black community. And I don't know. I think they dictate, PK, honestly, whether we play basketball uh, this season again or not. And then what happens when we try to restart another season in 2021, uh, is that where ownerships make their stance or their statement on a boycott or what happens with a salary cap? There's a lot of issues that is going to come out of this. So, uh, like you, I just, I'm waiting to see, um, you know, what the, the future holds and it's just happening minute by minute. Craig Bolderjack, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It seems like the NBA has been cel- – well, that's not true. Let's start again. The NBA has been celebrity-driven for years. It seems like this issue 
is also being celebrity-driven. We hear the Lakers and Clippers don't want to play. I think a lot of us hear that and think that means LeBron and Kawhi don't want to play. Maybe someone like Anthony Davis has a little bit of a voice in this. I can't imagine Guy 12 telling LeBron what he's going to do. Yeah. So is it really – we talk about the NBA. We know 17 teams aren't even in the bubble. There's 13 teams left. But is it really – five to ten to maybe 20 players inside the bubble who are going to decide this? Well, I think, you know, it is celebrity-driven. LeBron is the face of the NBA and will be until he retires. Uh, There are some young young men that are making their statements known, and one is Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, with uh, the the Utah Jazz right here in Salt Lake City. So... um, you know, I think this goes beyond star power. I think talking to the to the jazz players, even uh, you know players that run the bench of you know nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. I think there's a real stand uh, and the meaning, and I think there's always strength in numbers. Right? You can have leadership, but also how do the uh, the other ten respond to that leadership? And I think uh, at this point in time. Uh, there's a pretty good number of players who are in are in walking step with the way the leadership of this league is thinking right now with the players. Um, you know what happens when the paychecks don't come in any anyone's lives, ours, uh, white, black, uh, Latino. You know, money talks. Obviously, lockouts, uh, those type of things occur all the time in baseball. We've seen it in the NBA, and then of course when the checks don't come. You know, you get to the to the negotiating table. Table. I'm not sure where this goes. You know, I, I really don't. Um, they, the the black uh, athlete and the black community are very. Uh, uh, I guess the word is determined to have this message sent, and that not only the message but results. And it does take time, but I just hope that both sides and that people listen, and that action's taken, and you listen and learn. That's about all you can say about this, and hopefully movement will be made and progress can be made. Oh, I'm sorry. I passed out for a second when you said when the checks start stop coming. Maybe a little <sighs> went right well, to my you know, head. Pete, my, my point is, you know, I think that, again, when it comes down to, you know, everyone needs money to live on, right? Sure, and these athletes, Yeah, and so, you know, it's that seems to be also a great bargaining tool, and it has been for for eons, you know, for the uh, way that the contracts are, are made. And, of course, we're going to have a situation where, uh, you know, we're, the, the, the league has to build a luxury tax. Uh, they have to have a, a financial plan. The teams have to know what the salary cap will be. Uh, man, it's, it's a complicated world, PK, plain and simple. If the league wants to continue to play, is my point, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want oh, to, yeah. sh- if you if if you want to shut it down, sell it off, then you know, <laughs> that's the obviously obvious wild option. But what will the owners do? I don't know. I don't know. They're they're on a board of governors meeting, I think, as we speak. Uh, so where do we go? There's there's a lot of a lot of issues that have to be discussed. You know, there's uh, it's such an informal thing here, but I'm wondering in your neighborhood, and you live close to me. I've had like three, four guys, and then I go to the gym, and I had some guys that say, "Oh man, this just totally turns me off. I'm never going to watch it." Mm-hmm. Have you had any of that? And do you think that's oh, yeah. a, a long-term concern? 
No, I don't. I think the love of the game and what we are, you know, society-wise, sports is such a great getaway. What we're doing now is something I never thought, PK, and you guys are in my bracket of longevity and journalism and broadcasting, is that when I first started, there was never a political uh, sports uh, angle, right, in the sense of a discussion of either one of those crossing into the other. And that's what the anger from what I've gotten from many of the people I run across is, you know, how dare this happen that my my moments, my time of relaxation and entertainment is being disrupted by uh, by political issues. And so that's the difference that's happening, I think, right now, PK. It, don't you get that same sense? People are angry that that this has now crossed over into um, into a realm of where, you know, we're just supposed to sit back, yell, scream, be entertained for three hours, and then go on with our day, and that we love our team and we support them. Um, but this brings up an ugly matter that's uh, difficult for many to, to try to discuss and handle. Yeah, but it seems like no matter what the answer is, it's never the right answer because Jordan, too. Jordan took heat because he wasn't political. And yeah. I'm... You know the the uh, I the first half of Muhammad Ali's career I have no memory of, um, and then maybe when he comes back and the you know the thriller in Manila you know I'm still in elementary school but okay so I've got some memory of that but I can remember when he was coming back and and my dad and my grandfather were both big boxing fans I I never really got into it but I can remember dad saying something about him and my grandfather being so mad he didn't want to talk about it no no. You know, I'm, I've got a few years on you, and I remember Cassius Clay uh, very, um, man, changed the world of boxing. And, of course, Rome, a gold medal in 1960. I'm, I'm, I'm young, but I'm going back at a, a time, you know, when you look back. And I, I, for some reason, I loved heavyweight boxing uh, growing up. And there were so many names, uh, the Larry Holmes, the Leon Spinks. Um, you know, uh, and the names just continued on. I mean, and Muhammad Ali, then after uh, he refused to serve our country in the military, was stripped of his um, of his title and then came back and obviously was given the opportunity to to get back into the ring. And it was really an amazing process of of of, of men and women who despised the man and then he became beloved. I remember I was in. Indianapolis uh, when I was working for CBS uh, and he was in the booth with us at um, at the final four and at that time he was very weakened in his uh, you know his health his mental state at the time but still had enough energy he was put on kind of like uh, uh, magic tricks he was very um, uh, friendly kid like like to entertain and then he talked to you in his uh, low voice that he was still the greatest of all time but i will say when he walked out and went to the floor for a halftime the 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 seas parted uh it was an amazing thing to see uh the love of of one individual uh at that time who went through his own personal hell but he stood with his own decisions not to to uh to serve our country but yet Sometimes people's memories are short. I don't know. That's a really interesting uh, discussion and something that you have to almost bring a psychologist into, PK, because, again, I, I was wowed as a young young man by Cassius Clay, then Muhammad Ali, but I also knew many individuals who would never call him by 
his Muslim name. He was always Cassius Clay. So that was the, the discussion that, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s was such a, a big thing, whether you supported Muhammad Ali or not. I never thought that we would have the discussion of the Thrilla and Manila this morning, but nevertheless, that's either. what we have. And I think we need to update it. We need to have a 2020 version and have it right here in our community along the Wasatch Front. And I'm thinking we call it the Flurry and Murray. <laughs> the Flurry and Murray. <laughs> Pretty good, PK. Pretty good. You know, I wish I was. I think. Don't encourage this, him, Bowler. You're going to hang up the phone, and you're going to leave me here holding the bag with this, Bowler. Bowler, don't stir the pot and then run. I know. I think some people probably feel feel they need a little flurry in the Murray. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a real it's a it's a real real situation that's facing us in real time, right in 2020. So. The flurry and Murray, what is it? There's some fast food dessert or something like it's an ice creamish, like kind of cold. McFlurry. It is a flurry. McFlurry. Oh, McFlurry. Is that it? Yeah. I knew there's something. It comes back yeah. to food, PK. You did it. You got me talking food. Good on you. That was a good reach. Food is good. Um, I I hope we play basketball. Uh, that's what I love doing. But I also I'm trying to step back and, and breathe a little bit. And, again, I've always, you know, been talking to, about listening, learning. Thurl and I have had a lot of conversations and Ron Boone about this. And I've learned a lot, guys. I really have. And it just takes, you know, a moment or two just to sit and talk both sides of the coin. And um, I got a lot of respect for T. Got a lot of respect for Ron. Uh, they've lived much more different lives than you and I. Uh, have, and uh, I'm just trying to understand it, and I think that's the best thing I can say at the moment. I really, I, it bothers me, man. I'm upset right now. Um, I like to work, as you guys do, but again, the crossover uh, with politics uh, and social issues and sports has never sat well with anyone, and I mean, that goes back, way back, as I was trying to explain, TK, with, with Ali. Those, that's a long time ago. But still, it kind of tells you also not much has changed, even though I think many of us thought it had. And here we are. Yeah, I know we're probably not even allowed to broach this because some people are going to be offended. But this has been a whale of a series, man. And I would love to see it go to its conclusion because I have enjoyed this series between the Nuggets and the Jazz thoroughly. Well, it's, in my book, most entertaining series in the bubble uh, I mean, Donovan has been outstanding, and uh, as we know, Jamal Murray, uh, those two trading buckets for buckets uh, over games four and five, and then Murray went off again and, and scores 42. Jokic, you know, the big guy takes it outside and just buries threes uh, when you don't want a three by a seven-footer to go in. But, you know, I think the Jazz, when they were up 15, lost in focus, thought they'd already maybe punched their ticket to the second round, but you know, there's a lesson here also in sports and in life. You know, you've you got to, you know, you've got to play it through. And uh, hopefully the lesson's learned if they play. If, you know, and right now that doesn't seem like the important issue for many. I know the players probably have no, uh, very little interest in getting back on the floor. And if and when they do, you know, I don't know how the fans will react. I know there's anger. And uh, I guess we just have to, wade through this, but also, again, try to learn lessons along the way. 
Bowler, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Hey, guys. Thanks for the uh, the chat. Appreciate it. All right. Craig Bowler, Jack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, DJ and PK. Brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Your feedback coming up next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on uh, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> could make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You could probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked. Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State are like, hey, let's maybe <laughs> dial that down a little bit. Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. If you can't hear well, you're hurting your relationships and your own health. In fact, research shows that good hearing stimulates your brain, which helps reduce memory loss. Research also indicates that people with hearing loss tend to withdraw socially, which affects the quality of one's life. If you think you're suffering from hearing loss, it's time you had a free hearing. Your feedback brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. What are you giggling about? Oh, your your guy, Deloy Hansen, apparently is getting himself into a... Hot water. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and I, I really so he, don't know. He did an interview on another radio station that's very popular that we know because we used to work in the same building with X96. There, I said it, fine. He did an interview. He owns that radio station now, by the way. He bought that uh, along with several other stations. And... There are some quotes being tweeted out. We obviously did not hear the interview because we're on the radio here. But there's some quotes being uh, tweeted out that uh, he took the cancellation personally. Um, what I heard at the stadium last night, that would be 100% true. I'd not, I neither saw him nor spoke to him. I haven't texted with him or had any communication with him. But talking to somebody who worked for the club, Deloy was very upset with the cancellation. So that he would come out and say this this morning is totally consistent. It was a postponement, though, wasn't it? They're going to re- I think that they haven't announced yet. It was yeah. so fresh. But everyone that I talked to last night expects it to be rescheduled, that it's a postponement. Huh. Um, What's the difference? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> That's you know I assume in two weeks they'd be able to do what they were trying to do with the five thousand fans again. Um, you know maybe there's some costs that he got he got hit with. I think it's more frustration. I think he's um, you know trying to move the sports thing forward, and then this happened and caught everybody off guard uh, to the point that there was discussion about whether it was going to happen or not. Really, it, it caught three, him off guard. Yeah, at, I just figured. At three or yeah, four, of at, course. At three, or, there, there was discussion in the afternoon. Everybody knew it was up in the air, and then at four o'clock, it, it was going to happen. And the whole league was supposed to move together. And Orlando and Nashville started, which meant everybody else was supposed to start. So okay. then, when the other games didn't start, yes, it caught people off guard. And we thought I this didn't was know res- about that other stuff. Yeah, I thought this was resolved an hour ago. Two hours ago, everybody knew it was up in the air. An hour ago, everybody thought it was fine. I, 
I don't think he can be... It, it sounds like he's mad at his team. I don't know. I didn't hear the interview. But it sounds like he's... But I think L.A. definitely wasn't going to play, regardless of what LRSL decided. To the point... You know, the guys who set out the cones, you know, you were talking earlier about a lot of people have their jobs impacted by this. Like, if you have real power, you're not the person who sets out the cones for the warm-up drills. Okay? <laughs> But somebody's got to do it. That's somebody's job. And somebody's yes. got to do it. And if you and I was at the field last night, and one, you knew something was up because all the cones were out on the RSL side of the field and none on the L.A. side. Like, they are not preparing. Ah. They're not preparing to play. They're not. You this, figured that out. They were coneless. Have, they were coneless, right? <laughs> so I think he's mad at some people in the organization. I haven't spoken to him directly. It sounds like it from this interview this morning. But uh, if the other team's not playing, I, I don't see where this is going. You know, and he says it, it makes him less interested in investing in the team, and that sounds outrageous to hear an owner say that. And because a large chunk of the fan base wants him to uh, go out and pay, pay big money to acquire a big time goal scorer, this of is all they do. they're already on, <laughs> right. Exactly, they're already on edge about this. <laughs> But honestly, there's, the money isn't coming in. This is a league driven by ticket revenue, and they don't have it. So if the revenue's not coming in, you're not going to spend it. What's outrageous yeah. is that he just says it out loud. Uh, yeah, maybe there's some frustration. People oh, I'm human. sure there is. Right, I'm sure there is. He's got news, uh, Woj, there. You What's Woj saying? It's, this stuff has happened quick. Players quick, have decided quick. to resume the playoffs. Yeah, but then he also followed up with a quote tweet saying, today's three... Pl- Today's three playoff yeah. games will be postponed. Discussion is underway on when teams will resume play. Right. Seems like it's too late to play. No one's in the mood to yeah, play. Yeah, you're four hours from tipping off. It's not going to work. No. Well, it just allows me more time to work out. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, DJ and PK, we are out of time. Hands, Scotty, coming up next. Stay with us.